Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Many apologies. A little late tonight. Technology, we don't always understand it. Sometimes it just doesn't work. And it's not our fault. Just the gremlins in the systems don't want to let us connect. But that's okay. We're going to make it work. Today we have a special guest, Allison Lorkowski, from the group Vote Biblically. Vote Biblically up in Michigan. Going to be talking about her organization, what she's doing, erecting all these different billboards in Michigan, pushing the truth about COVID 19, the vaccine. So, we're going to bring her on by phone because we're a little technologically challenged today. It happens, happens to all of us sometimes. So, she's going to be coming on in just a moment. But before I bring her on, I'm going to remind everyone you got to head over to the Conservative Daily Store. We're, we're adding more t shirts every single day. So you got to get over there and check it out because the latest t-shirt that we've added, I mean, we have the buck fight and we have all, all those good ones. But if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, unvaccinated lives matter, unvaccinated lives matter. So head over to store.conservative-daily.com and pick up your unvaccinated lives matter t-shirt today. You don't really hear the left saying that the left, left loves to say the different lives matter, but they don't believe that unvaccinated lives matter, do they? Say it, go to store.conservative-daily.com and head over there today and pick up your Unvaccinated Lives Matter t-shirt. A great gift for the pro-vaxxer in your life <laughs> as the holidays come around. So we're working on getting her connected in a second. But And, and I'll play it again when she comes on, but there was something today that, that really almost, almost blew me away. And, and, and there's some times where I say that I'm shocked about things, and you got to say it because it is shocking, but most of the time we expect a lot of things from the left. We expect that they're going to say ridiculous things. They expect We expect that they're going to call us names. But you don't expect the CEO of Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer, to just go out and proclaim that anyone who disagrees with Pfizer's bottom line, anyone who disagrees with Pfizer's propaganda, that you're a criminal. That is what came out of Pfizer's CEO today. Mr. Producer, why don't we go ahead and play cut number two? There is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. Albert Borla. Albert Burla, B-O-U-R-L-A, that if you spread misinformation, you are now a criminal because you have literally killed millions of lives. Yeah, no, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna accept that. I mean, this is what happens when you allow science to become politics. The scientists become politicians. 
We knew it was going to happen. Pfizer's CEO proclaiming that anyone who disagrees with their position on the vaccine. I mean, imagine this is a corporation, a big corporation, a very profitable corporation that makes a lot of money. I mean, they admit to their shareholders that these boosters are just going to be feeding their bottom line for years. They're planning years out being able to go on all these vacations, retire comfortably off of this, this scheme. And of course, the only way that you can actually scheme and you can actually make all of this money is if you silent the dissent. I mean, when people disagree, you're not supposed to silence them. You're not supposed to sense them. You're supposed to just win the argument. You're just supposed to win the argument. But what we've seen the last year and a half is that the other side isn't interested in winning the argument. They just want to silence anyone who disagrees with them by any means necessary. So here you have the CEO of Pfizer proclaiming that we are all criminals. Criminals for spreading the misinformation. What part of what we're talking about is misinformation, Mr. Albert Bourla? What exactly are we saying that's misinformation? That your vaccine increases the likelihood of stroke? That's true. It does. If you are vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine, you have a 3.5, you're 3.5 times more likely to have a stroke than someone of similar lifestyle who wasn't vaccinated. That's the Pfizer vaccine. Three and a half times more likely to suffer a stroke. We know that you're more likely to get myocarditis. That's the inflammation of heart tissue. Something that there really is no such thing as a mild case of myocarditis. It's like saying there's a such thing as a mild case of dead heart tissue. Really, there's no such thing as mild. Heart tissue is inflamed. It dies. It doesn't regrow. I mean, we, we can talk about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, the testicular swelling. <laughs> Listen, the list of symptoms is as long as my arm. Longer. We actually go through VARES. Everyone's listening to every symptom. Now, some of that is, is overreported, but there are many, many symptoms, including fatal ones, that the Pfizer vaccine causes. It's not misinformation. It's true. And listen, I'm not anti I'm not anti-vaccine. Right? I'm not. But when you look at the data, the Pfizer vaccine is not good. It, it barely beats J&J. I mean, just take away the side effects. Just take the side effects aside for a second. Just how efficacious is the vaccine? If J&J is the dollar store version of the vaccine, Pfizer is big lots. <laughs> it's not, not a huge upgrade. Not a huge upgrade at all. So he's out here proclaiming that if you disagree with him, that's misinformation. And it's criminal because anyone who peddles talking points that Pfizer doesn't approve of, you're responsible for murder. Responsible for murder. Mr. Producer, are we, are we ready with that call yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, soon. Soon. Apparently the gremlins are also in the phone system. <laughs> so I, I want to talk to her. I, re I really do because as someone who... Listen, if you've watched the podcast enough, you know me and Joe disagree on the issue of vaccines in general, right? Joe is, is much more skeptical than I when it comes to long-term vaccines, vaccines that we've studied for decades. And that's the key point, the vaccines that we've studied for decades. 
newer vaccines using experimental technology. It's not as, it's not as easy to just take the Pfizer CEO's word for it. And as more and more people come out with horrifying stories, I mean, just yesterday, yesterday, just one of the days this week in Germany, after they mandated the vaccine for children, a child died. A child died in Germany from a heart-related issue directly stemming from the vaccination. It literally happened. And, and unlike here, where they cover that up, the media is accurately reporting it there. So the German government started pumping the brakes, pumping the brakes on the child vaccination efforts. Meanwhile, here, you have Gavin Newsom, who's been missing in action for two weeks, going on, going on three, since he had his booster shot. There are all types of rumors going around. All types of rumors going around about um, Gavin Newsom. Does he have Bell's palsy? Is he even alive? Some of the rumors are that he's dead. I don't believe that. But for him to get the booster shot and then just disappear for two weeks, not really normal. Now you see in Germany... They admit what's going on, and they allow policy to be guided by what's actually happening. Here, if you talk about the vaccine killing anyone, you are labeled misinformation. You're proclaimed to be misinformation, and they do everything they can, not just to silence her, silence you. Not just to silence you, but to make sure that you have no livelihood, you have no <laughs> ability to feed your family. It really is crazy. Crazy. So, Mr. Brewster, do we, do we have her on now? Can we bring her on? I think she is on. Let's uh, let me put her in. Okay. <laughs> Allison, here we right? go. Can you hear awesome. Us? Allison, can you hear us? No, she's frozen. Oh, she was she's frozen. not on. <laughs> we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. Thank you, Mr. Producer, for trying. Go ahead and mute yourself while you figure this out. Um... <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, it happens. It happens, folks. It, it's the Pfizer CEO. He doesn't want us to have this show. Misinformation. Misinformation. No, I mean, at some point, th this guy's going to be held accountable, right? At some point, these leftists are going to be held accountable for this. We were talking earlier this morning with Dr. Weber. Science is supposed to be a give and take. You can disagree with someone in science. I mean, you look through history, some of the biggest scientific advancements stemmed from arguments that were so passionate, they, they got the fistfights. Some of the greatest inventions in, in human history stemmed from people disagreeing. I'm, <laughs> I mean, you look at the invention of the light bulb. How many times did Edison have to get it wrong? That, he joked. He said, I didn't learn, <laughs> I didn't fail a hundred times. I just discovered a hundred different ways not to build a light bulb. Failure was not just accepted, it was embraced. I mean, no one wants to be a failure, right? But at some point, you expect failure. It's, it's acceptable. And you learn from failure, and you make the experiment better. Or you just disprove the hypothesis. Right? Just because you have a hypothesis doesn't mean that you have the right to be correct. Lots of people have hypotheses, and they're wrong. But since this whole pandemic started, the scientific method itself, hypothesis, testing, right? Just went out the window. You have no right to disagree. You have no right to run your own experimentation. You have no right to criticize the data. Sit back and take it because 
the scientists know better than you. That's that's what we've been told. And as as we talked about earlier today, if this had happened 20 years ago, I don't think we'd have a fighting chance. I mean, think about this. Uh, maybe 30 years ago. Uh, if this had happened 30 years ago, if, if this had happened in 1991, and we had had a, a pandemic, and we had the same people in charge trying to force us into our homes, I don't think we would have been able to fight back because I don't think we would be able to one, consume information the same way over the internet, and two, communicate with each other to rally together and resist. I mean, that's why the left hates social media now. The left loves social media. You look back through the early 2000s, the political left loved the internet. They loved the power. They called it the net roots. They still gather, right? It was net roots gathering to try and support Al Gore. That's kind of the birth of American political activism on the internet. Well, what happened was the internet became a tool for everyone, not just savvy technological leftists, became a tool for everyone. And that's when, de what, when Democrats kind of became upset about it. But just think about it. If this pandemic had happened 30 years ago, you wouldn't have instantaneous access to medical journals the way you do now. You wouldn't have access to foreign media the way you do now. You'd have no idea what's happening in Australia. What's happening in Australia would be kind of boiled down into whatever narrative the mainstream media wanted to give you. You wouldn't be able to see videos. You wouldn't, everyone wouldn't have a video camera on their phone. People wouldn't even have cell phones, right? Some people would, but I mean, just think about all of the technology at our fingertips today. This is, if it had happened at any other point in history, we wouldn't be able to fight back. We wouldn't be able to tell a doctor that, no, you're wrong. Actually, did you look at this study? Did you look at that study? Did you look at the Israeli numbers? 30 years ago, you wouldn't have access to Israel's infection rates. So no, we have this power at our fingertips. We have this power at our fingertips. And that is why Pfizer's CEO is so pissed off. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive and yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Because he's on that television show, whatever it is. And he knows that all of his wealth, all of his power, all of the reach of that show means very little because you, me, this show, we can reach just as many, if not more people. So that, that feeling of powerlessness that he has, he has no choice but to lash out and say, oh no, they're purveyors of misinformation. They're the criminals. When as Joe okay, will tell Madison, you. We absolutely him. have our own. Yeah, when, as Joe will tell you, when you ask him, the, the heads of the pharmaceutical companies, they are the criminals.
So why don't we why don't we bring on our guest? We finally have her. We finally have her on. Welcoming Mrs. Miss Allison Lurkowski. Can you hear me, Allison? No, I cannot hear you. I or you cannot hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, we've got you perfect. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay. I, I have awesome. to ask. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. Awesome. So now that we've got you on, I, I've been vamping a little bit. Talk to us about your organization. Well, I mean, our organization, Vote Biblically, is really about voting biblically and based on biblical principles. I mean, that's so um, biblically, you know, in every sphere of influence. And we're talking about a lot of subjects, education, government, um, family, business. So we're, we really focus on the, uh, the biblical um, and picking righteous people in positions and taking God's word and applying that to every sphere of influence. So, um, but God really put on our hearts to do the COVID. <laughs> and that was probably over, you know, what, it's been almost two years now. I mean, I'm pushing it. And uh, it's amazing how we have been affected with this COVID-19. Um, America has been affected in every single sphere of influence. But so we put out this booklet and it, it took off, <laughs> you know. And so we're seeing how the crumbling, uh, we're seeing how America crumbling and um, how, you know, every sphere of influence is being affected. But I'll let you answer the, ask the questions, but it's sort of crazy what's going on. I mean, I did hear you a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we were talking just as, as we were trying to get you on, the Pfizer CEO on television claiming that anyone who peddles misinformation is not just a liar. That's what they, we know that's what they say. Now saying that you are a criminal because you literally have killed millions of lives. Allison, have you killed, have you literally killed millions of people? No, I, you know, I have to tell you, I think this booklet um, that we're going to be talking about has actually saved, and it's not that the booklet actually saved a lot of lives, the frontline doctors and everyone who stepped up to the plate and said, you know, I'm not going to worry about my job, but I'm going to, you know, let people know um, that there is treatment out there. They're going to let people know, hey, you can take um, this booklet of COVID-19 is a compilation of uh, people coming together in treatments and studies and, you know, I call it sounding the alarm and um, letting people know that, hey, um, there is treatment. Never have we ever heard of, um, of a, so many of us don't call it a vaccine. I call it the COVID shot. I mean, there's other names for it. But if there's treatment, why would we have a so-called vaccine that the government's pushing? So I, I really appreciate all the people that stood up and said um, and gave information, gave treatment, talked about ivermectin, talked about hydrochloroquine. Um, we took that information and we put it in a booklet so people would know the truth. And they can check. Um, there's resources in that booklet. And they can and do the research themselves. Um, a lot so of people actually, are being, I, let's I face think, it, we're, 
I think someone put, not the booklet, but I, I was looking through the booklet as we were coming on, and I think someone right. put a pamphlet that had some similar material on it on my windshield the other day. But yeah. it was right before it rained, and it turned into like this paper mache goop. So I couldn't actually oh, right. read anything on it. I just saw the one part that was like, the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID. The vaccine doesn't stop you from spreading mm -hmm. COVID. And I, I think it right. might have been a photocopy of some of your material. Um, <laughs> I wish I could have gotten it before it rained, but it literally just looked like a ball. And I could just see that, those, those words, the vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. So why don't we right. go through this pamphlet a little bit? We don't have to read everything. Um, no. But if we put up my screen, Mr. <laughs> Producer, if you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the front page, walk me through the imagery. I, I think I think I get it. But walk me through the imagery of, of uh, is it Little Red Riding Hood <laughs> eating the apple? Eating the apple with the syringe in it? Walk me through that. Well, yeah, you know what? It really, it's like, I mean, here you're being enticed. And I think she's gorgeous, okay? I mean, what yeah. if she's gorgeous? And it's like, you know, you're being enticed, this beautiful, this beautiful apple. I mean, we all grew up with that, you know, with that, the, the beautiful, but it's this beautiful, gorgeous, delicious apple that's a temptation. But in reality, mm -hmm. that syringe has poison in it. So, you know, you can sort of see, you know, you can relate to that. I think most people can relate to that picture. Yeah. And oh, so what Snow we're White. saying I, I is, thought I thought it was, I thought it was Little Red Riding Hood. It's Snow White. Well, it's like, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a combination. <laughs> hey, listen, she's gorgeous, and she's yeah. she's seductive. <laughs> and that's what we're looking at. I mean, we're looking at it's seduction, it's deception, it's witchcraft. I mean, you know, biblically. So we're looking at, that's what we're looking at today. And um, yeah. so I think it just speaks for itself, and I, I, let, I do let people interpret it themselves you know <laughs> when they yeah. look at that and they see that syringe and the, the rot that comes from that syringe so yeah, but I, I look at that and i originally thought little red riding hood i see snow white instead of the witch poisoning the apple it's the pharmaceutical industry poisoning right right the apple but, right. but why don't we jump through a little bit of this um we don't have to read i mean I, at this point we have covered most of these stats Right, um, right. And as you mentioned, this is, this is, I, I love it. It's a great compilation of the different stats. If you, if you had to only, obviously it's 16 pages long. If you had to only right. name, if you, if you only had an elevator ride, let, let's talk about the elevator pitch. Like elevator pitch is usually if you have to sell, if you want to pitch your company to investor and you only have the, uh, the angel investor for 30 seconds in elevator, what's your best pitch? What would your best pitch be to, Take all the information in this packet. You had someone in an elevator for 30 seconds to convince them not to get the vaccine. What would you tell them? Well, I think I think I start off with that. I mean, basically, it's we know that it's um, it's an. But when you look at those numbers, I mean, 99.9. You know, it's like there's treatment out there. That's my pitch. There's treatment out there. You don't need uh, I, I call it's. For me, it's poison. Anybody can interpret it the way they want. We don't know the, all the ingredients. Why do you even need it? I mean, my pitch is look at the information, and I think it's compelling enough to make a decision not to get the shot. Uh, why do you want your five-year-olds that they want to give a five-year-old uh, poison? 
they don't even know. I mean, we don't know what's in it, but some of the ingredients we are, we do know what's in it and it's very bad for the body. So, um, yeah, five year olds that are healthy, they're not going to die. Almost 0% chance, they 0% chance that they, they're going to die. And you're giving these kids the shot. I mean, women, I see the page flipping through women. I mean, the information, I mean, there's a lot of miscarriages. There's the, it's been proven that they shouldn't get the shot. You know, people of childbearing age. I mean, these poor kids don't even have a chance. I mean, at five years old, 16, I mean, they're pushing these shots in the high school. I went to a board meeting and I was shocked. I mean, the school board, they're excited that so many kids got the shot. I, I, I think it's important for people to read, to, to um, understand. I mean, it's a, it's a complex, um, mRNA is very complex. And what's in it and how it works, I mean, people have to take the time out to learn about it. And that's what this booklet does. It gives a lot of information within 16 pages. Um, even the way, I mean, we're, there's a big um, argument about wearing the mask. I mean, even when we were young in school, for just a few seconds, you were, you couldn't breathe. And now you want the kids to wear it for six to eight hours a yeah. day. So there's, yeah. there's studies in there. I mean, it tells you, I mean, your, your child is breathing poison. I don't understand why you would want your child to breathe in poison for six to eight hours a day. I say pull your kids out of school, but that's a decision a parent has to make. Well, that number, you might have to edit the number because I've seen some studies that, that present the number even worse than 82% miscarriages in the first 13 weeks. I've seen numbers just published in the last week saying it could be high as 92%. 92% miscarriages in the first 13 weeks. That's How could anyone look at that number and still say, it's a good idea. I mean, it's not all that surprising given that it's coming from a political group that doesn't view an unborn baby as a human life. So maybe that might explain some of it. But it just seems so obvious when, when you have this data right in front of you. And they actually, they cooked the book. I know you know this. They cooked the books on these numbers. When they originally right. released the study, they included too many women who had been vaccinated in their third trimester. And typically right. when, when you have a miscarriage in your third trimester, it can happen, but it tends to be uh, categorized as a stillbirth. It's, it's equally as heartbreaking, equally as devastating, but it doesn't tend to be characterized as a miscarriage because it's, at that point it's a stillbirth. So when they were including so many women in their third trimester getting vaccinated and say, oh, look, none of them had miscarriages, they included them to deliberately dilute the numbers to lessen right lessen the data from the first and second trimester where they were seeing massive spikes in miscarriages. It's just completely, completely illegitimate. It's fraudulent. They knew what they were doing and they did it deliberately to push a narrative. And you know that these people right. are bought and paid for by Pfizer. You know that Pfizer is encouraging this or, and other right. companies. And to have him well, come and say that people like me, people like you are, are misinformation <laughs> killing people, it's very obvious that they are the ones who are, who are literally killing people. Right. Well, I think it's really interesting, like, you know, a lot of people about the studies and how they're manipulated. I mean, people don't really know about all that stuff, but what they need, but what they do know and what they're is censorship in America. 
I mean, we have not been censored like this. And I, I mean, it reminds me of the days of Hitler. And so when somebody tries to bring the truth or someone tries to bring a study or somebody is opposition of taking the shot, they're censored. And so, I mean, you know, it's right in front of your face. And I think that's really, it should be alarming to people that Facebook is now censoring. I mean, people, I mean, billboards, we put billboards up, okay? And people are like, yeah. oh my gosh, you have billboards up? Yeah, we have billboards up. We live in America and we want you to get the information. We want you to know the truth. We want you to, to research for yourself. And really, I'm going to really encourage people, I mean, even for these kids, these parents need to pay attention. I mean, they're bragging about the numbers. They're shooting the kids up with a shot. Yeah. Studies in there, um, you know, about the side effects. I mean, I see on the page that you're looking at, this, there's side effects um, that they call it adverse effects, which I call them injuries. Um, and then they have, you have the chart there. Okay, so there's at the beginning of the book, it talked about the H1N1 uh, when they were giving out the shots and between 25 and 50 people died from this, from this vaccine. So they, they stopped the shots. But here, now the chart, you have to update the chart because that, that, those numbers are from, what, June or something. Yeah. But we're over 18,000 18, deaths, and that's VAERS reports about 1%. Uh, you know, accuracy. So let's say there's 18,000 people based on their numbers, the government's numbers, they would have stopped those shots long ago. And it's, yeah. I mean, and we're seeing there was one over a million, I don't know if it was a million, 300,000, I mean, don't call me, or 1,600,000 deaths and injuries. And they're still pushing these shots across America and nations, I mean, I'm like, I'm like America, wake up. It's just really unbelievable that there's that outrage in every sphere of influence. But I'm seeing Americans losing their jobs. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's, we have to step up to the plate. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you have any answers, yeah. but I think we need, we need to have the knowledge. We need to put our, ourselves with the knowledge and we need to say no <laughs> that's so that's so let, part me, of let me ask you this let me ask you this because me and joe my my co-host who's not able to be here tonight we get into arguments over VARES sometimes because VARES is a very imperfect reporting system it is it's designed to not be perfect i mean in in many ways deliberately designed not to be perfect because the powers that be don't want it to be a perfect a perfect system Full disclosure, right, right. I you, I am in VAERS. I had a very bad reaction to a tetanus shot in college. I got rashes all over my body the day after I got a tetanus vaccine. Um, so I'm in VAERS. So I, I understand that VAERS is, is important. It's important to report adverse events. The deaths number, it's always troubled me because we don't really know. And, and it's one thing for someone to say, that, oh, yeah, I got a rash. It's another thing to talk about deaths because, as an example, when you make a huge effort to vaccinate the elderly population, I mean, just statistically, you were looking at tens of thousands of, of elderly Americans die every month just from natural causes, right? 
So if you were to vaccinate yeah. every single one of them, presumably some of them, tragically, but it's the, it's the circle of life, would still die anyway. I, I always get very nervous about, because when you hear people say like uh, it's, it's not the real number, and then you presume that it could be higher because it's underreported. But you can also go in there, you can find reports where people, they list their name as Mickey Mouse, right? So wh what should we do with VARES? Because I, I always get very nervous talking about it because it's, it's imperfect. People have committed felonies and deliberately put bad information in. And we also never right. get to know what happens because unlike the other ones, the rashes, things like that, they don't get investigated. The CDC is, is supposed to at least investigate every death. And they never report what those investigations find. They never report whether the death was connected or whether it was not. We're just left with this number, with this entry that we really don't know what's going on. So what can we do with fares? Because obviously that number is startling and even one death is too many, right? Right. But we, we don't know if it is that high. We don't know what the number is. Well, I mean, you mean you don't. Well, I have to say, I think the number is extremely high as far as um, taking the uh, taking the shot and people dying. But you're talking about the. Um, I think everybody's been hit. All of us have been hit with somebody who has had COVID, who's been sick, or actually has died. I think that we. Um, I don't. It's it's really crazy, but there is. The bottom line is, is that there is treatment and that's, I mean, there's treatment. Like if you get a cold, if you get sick, I mean, I think that the pharmaceutical company spent $30 billion advertising. I can sell you anything for, give me 30 get anything. And then we're having our government that spent billions of dollars on advertising. I mean, somewhere along the line, um, we just have to look at, at the facts that we have the information that we have and we have to make a decision. And I think we have a lot of information now to make a decision. Should we get, the, I mean, that's really the real question. Should we get the shot or not? Is this really a pandemic, which most of us, I mean, come on, people are running around, they're going, or, you know, they're, I mean, they're not staying in there. I mean, maybe some people are staying in their houses, but let's face the facts, people are getting out. So it's almost like this illusion. I mean, trying to keep this um, this so-called, when someone says pandemic, I, I don't think we have a pandemic. I think our country, basically, uh, we need to worry about getting people back to work. We need to worry about, um, I mean, Americans, so many Americans have lost their government. Our federal employees are um, being threatened, teachers, doctors. I mean, our country, we need to start looking at what's happening to our country. We don't have, we need to fight, we need to push back, and we need to say no. And I mean, we need to get some, <laughs> we have to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, well that's something. I mean, the narrative, the narrative right now, in the sense of they're still trying to push a pandemic. I mean, we need to, we need to really, the narrative people, you know, we've had enough. I think America, hopefully, is said we've had enough. I mean, you've lied to us enough. You've interfered in our lives. You're taking our freedom away. Your our sovereignty. Yeah, I think we yeah. have to do something. Well, I I think for for anyone watching, it, 
the narrative should have gotten blown apart when they claimed that we were in an active pandemic and at the same time they fired nurses. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's very obvious that we are not in pan, an active pandemic. If anything, we are in the endemic phase where this is a right. virus that will be, will be around us and we'll have to live with it. I mean, you look at Portugal's numbers, Portugal, for better or worse, they achieved essential herd immunity through natural immunity and the vaccination. And they're just going about life as normal because everyone in some way, shape or form has antibodies to the point where, Oh, this is just like the, the it's just like the flu. Just like you have some antibodies left over from the last time you had the flu that makes it not quite as bad. That's where they're at now. So I think we're in endemic territory. But, you know, they're, yeah, they're, I think they're firing nurses. I, I think it's been a detour, and it, it actually, I'm, I have to, you know, since we're talking a little openly here, I mean, when you allow 180,000-plus illegal immigrants in America, and they're not checking right. at all, they're just open borders, and flying them all over, uh, <laughs> you know, dropping them off all over uh, America, right. you know, just, and it's like, guys, wake up America. This is like, if there's so-called, I mean, there is a pandemic. Things are, the pandemic is, things are out of control. And hopefully this COVID-19 booklet brings hope and in, in, in an understanding that you guys, it's not a pandemic. There is treatment. And protect your children, protect your family. Uh, know the truth. Know that if there's frontline doctors, I mean, you can call a frontline doctor, you can get treatment because the American Medical Association does not have the same protocol as the frontline doctors. And, and many people's lives have been saved. And I, I am so appreciative. I appreciate these doctors that gave up their jobs because they took yep. an oath to save lives. And you know, when you look on page 15, there is information. There are resources that you can go to. And even people who want to have medication and keep some available in case they get sick or in case a family member gets sick, they can call a frontline doctor. I mean, well, you go to a website, you put in your information. So many resources. And, and so I, I hope that people have peace, have peace about you know, the question is, should your children wear a mask? Should you even wear a mask? I mean, there's devastation, devastating effects to wearing a mask. And actually, it's kind of, people don't socialize. I mean, if you smile at yeah. someone today, they, they think you're, they, they don't know how to react. I mean, sometimes, because yeah. I, I do smile a lot, okay? And so it's like, I mean, when I Sometimes they just don't know what to do because they, they're not used to That's smiling, something I noticed. You know? uh, this yeah. whole time I've been trying to figure out if I can just like tell whether someone's smiling or not when they're wearing a mask. <laughs> and I think I've gotten it, yeah. but it's still hard to tell because when you cover this whole area with a mask, nothing <laughs> else really moves on your face. So you don't know whether yeah. a joke you just told fell flat or whether you insulted someone. And you realize that our kids are going through this. So our kids are, are using the chance at learning very important social cues, learning what it means to make someone smile. Obviously, my kids see me and my wife smile, and, and my son goes to a daycare where they don't wear masks. Um, so he's able to get these interactions. But when we, when we travel by plane, he sees the stewardess come up, and she just looks mean. I mean, and so <laughs> to imagine what, what the kids who don't know better, have no idea what's going on, 
how they are viewing the world through all this, the prism through which they are developing their bias. I mean, that's what we're talking about, biases. Everyone has biases. You develop biases at a very early age based on your experiences. These kids are going to develop – kids today are are not going to be trusting. They're not going to be empathetic. I I hope I'm wrong. But when, when you don't learn how to smile and how to make people smile and how to read those cues, you stop valuing those cues, those, those different reactions. And that, I don't want to live in a world with, with, with people who aren't empathetic, but that seems like what we're being dragged towards. Well, and, and I think it's like a sheep uh, going, you know, being headed towards slaughter. It's like, you know what, people have to realize that they can say no. Parents are starting to go to the schools and saying, hey, you know what, we need to take back our territory. You know, the government works for us. I think people forgot about that. But you know what? It's about right now, the pandemic is about our freedom. Freedom in America. Yeah. It's about getting back, to, getting our our American workers back to work. I mean, it's about, and even small businesses. I have to say, a third of the small businesses, like, well, a lot of the businesses have gone out of business, okay? I yeah. mean, within two years, the takedown of this country is amazing. But you know what? We just need to say no. I mean, we, we can get our country back. Police force. I mean, telling people, I mean, I'm like, wake up, America. You're going you're gonna, to, like, lay off or let go police officers and, you know, our medical and our firemen and our teachers. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know what people are thinking. But it's time to wake up America. It's time to do something. And really, I really ask that America, everybody needs to do their share. You know, that we people that have stepped up to the plate. But I'm seeing more people coming out and saying, hey, I'm going to run for office. You know, I'm going to attend this meeting. I mean, what we ask people to do with those COVID-19 booklets, we we say order those booklets and distribute them in your sphere of influence. I mean, I think people need to have the information. I think that you need knowledge. I'm, I'm not asking people, hey, don't take it and just listen to me. It's like, here, look at, here's some solid information that's going to help you. It's going to help your family. It's going to show you studies that you're not going to get on mainstream media so that you can make a really good decision. And most people will say, wow, I didn't know that. I mean, you know, and look at your local newspapers. I mean, are they writing uh, information about COVID? They're afraid to talk about anything. And I have to tell you, you may not want to hear this, but even the churches, even the churches don't. It's very difficult to get a pastor and pastors, they may not appreciate this, but I don't appreciate a pastor. You need to warn your congregation. You need to get that information yeah. To, to your congregation, to equip them so when they're going into their workplace, school, wherever they're going, they're equipped with that information and they know that they have a choice for treatment, they know to take their vitamins, and they know an experimental drug. So, Allison, before we let you go, I, I want to ask you about these billboards. And we have some pictures of the billboards. Billboards Thank are getting you. a lot of heat. They're getting a lot of heat in Michigan. Lots of people like them. Lots of people don't like them. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't possibly guess why, Mr. Brewster. Can we put up those pictures of the billboards? Say no to COVID. The same seductress 
the seductress um, Snow White eating the vaccinated, inoculated apple. Say no, COVID nineteen truth can't be censored. What kind of uh, what kind of angry, <laughs> angry emails and messages have you been getting over these? Because I've heard that people are getting. Well, the, the 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 people that you assume aren't liking it. What kind of what's what's the reaction been to these? Well, you know what I mean. We we just we actually we put those up. We just recently put those up. So to so I'm not I'm not really getting. You know what I mean? Like I haven't like I don't know. Good. Maybe people we just put them up Sunday, so they're new. Okay, so I mean it's um so we'll <laughs> don't want to jinx it. We don't want to jinx it. Well, you know what? I think what's really important, I mean, we actually, and everybody knows that, you know, we went to some of the billboard companies. We were turned down, like, you know, I mean, it's censorship. It's so sad, it's censorship. I mean, I have to tell you, I don't agree with the marijuana billboards. I don't, I the shots. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they advertise, and that's okay, you know. But when you want to advertise for information for COVID and you get we we got turned down, but thank thank yeah. God that there's some billboard companies that said okay that's fine, and they let us put them up. So our goal is to get these across the nation. Our goal is for people to to you know sponsor billboards, get them in in your state. You know, let's come together as Americans. You know, let's not be divided. We have a great country. We have great opportunities. I mean, we live. I think we live in the best country ever. So, I mean, let's work together. It's not just one organization, but it's the American people. Say no. Let's get the message out there that we have had enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, Allison, we had a little trouble getting you on, but I want to thank you for bearing with us and coming on. I really do appreciate it. I want to wish you the best of luck with uh, with your efforts. Yeah, and have people don't go to votebiblically.com if they want to get the booklets or if they want to check out our billboards. Awesome. And, uh, Thank you. Allison, and the books are only like a dollar a piece, is that right? Yeah, they're a they're a dollar they're a dollar a piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll we are shipping awesome. booklets out every single day. So I, I welcome you guys. Check out the website. You can see every single um and God bless you. I hope it helps people. Well, God bless you too. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing and wish you the best of luck in deep blue Michigan. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. Bye-bye. So before we wrap up for tonight, we have a recurring segment on this show that I like to refer to as the incited erection. This is where Democrats, in an attempt to talk about the insurrection, accidentally accused Donald Trump of inciting an erection. This happens more often than you think. It happens almost every time a Democrat talks for long enough about it. It's the Freudian slip. They got a little something-something on their mind. All of a sudden, they're talking about insurrection, and they drop the insur. (laughs) So I want to play this clip. This is a clip of Adam Schiff on The View. And amazingly, Adam Schiff actually got a little bit of Schiff from one of the hosts about him being the purveyor of falsehoods that we now know as the Steele dossier. And then, yes, towards the end of it, he accidentally, maybe not, accuses Donald Trump of inciting an erection. Ms. Producer, let's go ahead and play cut number one. So I want to 
to ask you about something that's in the news a lot right now. Um, you've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, mm -hmm. uh, and they are. Uh, and <clears throat> unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Mm -hmm. uh, so Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Um, but at the beginning of the Russian investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. So it was proper to investigate them. And let's not forget what we learned in that investigation. We learned that the Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was giving internal it. polling data, campaign polling data, to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was helping the Trump and campaign. And to be clear, he was oh, fired halfway through I'll the campaign. Well, he may have been fired, yeah. but the, the effort to get Russian help continued, and even beyond the effort to get Russian help, but you the president also spread Russian disinformation get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. Mm -hmm. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is impossible, of course, to do. But, but let's not use that as a smokescreen to somehow shield Donald Trump's culpability for inviting Russia to help them in the election, which they did, for trying to coerce Ukraine into helping him in the next the election, election's coming. which he did, uh, into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection, which he did. Right. Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished <laughs> by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. No. Oh! <laughs> Wanted to take it through the end because obviously... That last, uh, last uh, dig, no, only your credibility. And, of course, Adam Schiff, apparently he's got erections on the mind, said, no, we cannot let Donald Trump off the hook because he like did incite an erection. Non-stop erections. Non-stop erections on his mind. I don't get it. I don't. I, 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 we, we haven't yet had any real video evidence of what was going on when Congress was hiding in their bunker, but apparently Schiff just told us. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like it, make sure you sign up for the audio edition. All those links are in the description, especially Apple Podcasts. Sign up for that. Subscribe to that. Leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those podcast rankings. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little reminder, text the word FREEDOM, F-R-E-E-D-O-M, to 89517. You'll get a text alert letting you know when, where, and how you can watch. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.